Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. I'm Andy Davis, and in this podcast, I will interview the people working in the data center sector and tell their stories. If you are working in the DC sector or you are looking to work in the sector, then this is a podcast for you. Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. Today, I'm joined by Kimberly Moreros, a business program manager, data center learning and mixed reality at Microsoft. Good morning for you, Kimberly. Thank you, Andy. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'll introduce myself quickly too. Um, I work currently as a business program manager at Microsoft, as Andy said, um, and I am also a recent graduate. I graduated in January 2021. I studied uh, business at Boston University, concentrating in information systems and operations. Uh, so that major really helped me, you know, be able to look at different companies, different uh, possibilities. Um, and also during my undergrad, I got to intern at Microsoft in my last summer. I interned um, almost within the same organization that I am currently an FTE at, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, now I'm working at Microsoft as, an, as a full-time employee. Yeah, this is excellent. And obviously, we're going to talk much more about interns because I know that's something you're really passionate about and, and the value that can add to the sector as a whole as we look to try and attract more people. What I like to do is go kind of right back to the beginning, really, and find out how you started your career. I know you've got quite an interesting background as well, so it'd be good to know like how you kind of ended up interested in tech, I guess, and program management and ended up at Microsoft and, and then how you, how you found the transition into the world of data centers. Awesome. Let's let's go to the beginning then. Um, as soon as I uh, graduated high school, I took a gap year, and in that gap year, I started I started working as a cashier at a sports betting shop, and very quickly I started uh, gaining a lot of responsibilities. And uh, by the, my my second month, they opened the store near my house, so I organized the hiring. Of I trained our new cashiers. Um, I organized the opening, and uh, at which points I was asked if I wanted to manage the store. Now it was a very small store with maybe uh, five computers. It was because the company was a software company. They were selling the sports betting shop platform. So we would have two types of clients: the clients that came and did their bets on sports, and we also had the clients that wanted to purchase the platform and open their own franchise. So I was able to work with both of them. And I worked there for eight months. I, by the end of eight months, I was managing uh, three different stores, uh, some stores in Lima, some stores outside of Lima, and uh, also influencing uh, selling this 15 or 19. So it really opened my eyes to what software is and tech mixed with business can do. And of course I was doing a heavily operational role as well. Um, so those, those, uh, that experience, uh, as a gap year and working for eight months really taught me, okay, I think business and operations is where I want to go. So by the time I arrived to Boston university and started my business degree, uh, it was clear to me that I wanted to carry out a, an operational, uh, career and management. The great story as well. And I guess it, it also demonstrates the importance of that gap year, doesn't it? Because again, something that we can quite easily forget that it gives you that opportunity to actually work out what you want to do. Because a lot of the time, 
when we leave college or school or whatever form of education, we don't really know what we want to do next. And that gap year gave you that opportunity, didn't it, to to learn yes. and about yourself and, and what role you wanted going forward. 100%. And uh, to be honest, that was the highlights of my resume. Of course, during school, I kept busy. I um, I interned uh, within my school itself, uh, first as a secretary for the first year and a half. And for my last uh, two years, I interned within the department of IT as an IT consultant. And again, I was working with platforms, uh, teaching users and uh, also the, the teachers on how to use specific uh, sort of attendance tracking tools. So all of those things really, really helped. Uh, but definitely that gap year was the first thing I put on my resume whenever I was applying for internships or job applications. And in fact, that's what also came up during my interview for the summer internship at Microsoft as well. Uh, excellent. And that's good to know as well, because hopefully that'll help a few of the listeners if they're in a similar position. And and on to the data center sector. The, the data center sector is notoriously um, a, a bit of an unknown. And I think a lot of people find it quite scary trying to go into it. So I just wondered how you found that transition from a cashier at a betting shop into Microsoft and then into the world of data centers. Yeah, I mean, there there was a lot that happened in between, right? So I'd say what gave me that foundation was my management role within the sports betting shop. And then all of my undergrads, my undergrad education, I have to give it to my teachers. Um, the, the, the knowledge I gained, uh, I mean, I was able to learn about Agile. I became certified uh, in Scrum Master. I learned about Power BI. I learned about the waterfall methods. Really, my coursework at Questrom prepared me for multiple roles. So when I landed um, the internship at Microsoft, I felt very, very prepared to um, to execute, to plan, uh, and to use uh, to use the DMIC model, uh, to use any model that that really came to mind. Uh, so I'd say that the that it was it was a soft landing at first. It was a soft landing, um, and also the way the internships are structured. I think at most uh, big companies, they make sure that you feel supported. They make sure that your uh, onboarding process is uh, throughout the entire internship. So I was able to learn a lot uh, during that time. I'd say that uh, thanks to my peers, uh, thanks to the in-depth work that I did with my V teams, I quickly learned um, what uh, data centers were about. And also it helped that uh, my first class at uh, School of Business was about uh, also data centers. What is IoT? Uh, what is the clouds? I think uh, we also uh, studied on what Azure was and got tested on it. So that definitely helped. Yeah, that exposure in the education system is, again, something we need to do and see more of to ensure more people like yourself get that exposure at an early age. And, and obviously that brings us on to internships, which, again, I know you're very passionate about and it's clear to see why, because it's obviously benefited you hugely in your career. And it's something we see a lot of in the larger organizations, like the, you know, like Microsoft, where you're working now, but maybe something that the smaller and mid-sized organizations are not aware could be a massive benefit to them as well as the large ones. So why do you think that internships are such a great way to start your career? Well, yeah, I think uh, I think my internship changed my life. 
uh, and in a, those, in a good way, <laughs> in a good way, in an amazing way. Uh, the internship are internships are places where students can can train. Uh, they can explore. They can be curious. They can make mistakes because as an intern, you are there to learn, and uh, you're there to learn because you don't know everything, and you'll be working with subject matter experts that do. Uh, internships will also help you sometimes learn what you don't want to do. Why? Because you get to work with uh, a a specific team with uh, specific projects, and uh, I've I've seen I've seen both cases where people realize okay. I don't want to go into uh, IT or I don't want to do uh, biology. So I've I've uh, seen how it helps people sort of target what their next goal is and also gain experience. Any type of experience that you get will help you exercise your capabilities and know where know where you want to improve and know where you're good at. That that's also I think something that is incredibly rewarding. I think most uh, I think most undergraduate people are very determined. So when you get to a place where you have the opportunity to show what you're able to do, uh, to show your knowledge, your soft skills, it's incredibly rewarding to to see how uh, you progress, to see the results of your work, and uh, it's it's just a testament to all the work you've done before they say don't they that most people learn better from doing rather than you know listening or you know a lot of us need that practical environment and i know that's what a lot of kind of the ceos of the major organizations kind of stick by it's give people the opportunity to learn whether that's an intern or someone that's within the business but you've got to give people the opportunity to try something in order to know whether they can do it absolutely i think uh and and that's something I'm thankful that the company I currently work at really uh, wants to promote. You know, be be a learn it all, not a know it all. I like that. That's a good. That's a good phrase. And um, and obviously on on that, what do you think you learned most from the internship? And obviously, it gave you that opportunity to try a number of different elements, but and it changed your life in a good way, like we said earlier. But what do you think you learned most? Let me think. Um, I think it was. The knowing that teams are working together for a larger organizational goal. They're not working against each other. No, they are all they are all working with their different projects that may very well be interconnected. But they, it is all going to a larger goal, and that's your your objective. So that's uh, really helped me understand that that whatever progress that I'm doing, the project that I'm doing is contributing to something bigger than than me, bigger than than just my team. Uh no matter how large it is, it's it's going to 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 make a big impact. So I I'd say that's that sense of how to say it, it's it's that sense of purpose um that I saw in my colleagues and that I that I see in myself as well. Uh that's really um felt much more motivating than a grade, so to say. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think you see it a lot in the vision of, of organizations, don't you? Like, and I say it a lot about the data center sector. We don't, sell, we don't sell what we 
you know, what we build or we should sell what, what we do, you know, we change the world through whatever technology or, you know, where the internet lives, things like that. It's, it's having a bigger purpose of what you're trying to achieve is, is much easier to attract people as well. And obviously like people like yourself, you know, you buy into it more, don't you? Than if it was, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but if it was a phrase, it, it was kind of like, oh, we, we build data centers. You, you wouldn't be as engaged as you are in, in what your current organization is trying to get you involved with and create. Absolutely. And I think uh, data centers impact the world in such a major way. I mean, um, hospitals use the cloud and they depend on data centers to keep their information alive, to keep their information accessible at all times, schools, um, individuals too. And I think that's that's uh, when, when I realized uh, that. And also when I interned, it was the first uh, year of the pandemic. So my internship was the first completely virtual internship. And um, I was able to work with all my other colleagues. Uh, some of them were working in corporates, um, but a lot of them were working in the data centers as data center technicians, as the programs that I create are for them. So I realized, oh, well, they are, their shifts are unchanged during the pandemic. So data center technicians are essential workers. And that really that really shifted my mind and made me have such a deep sense of caring and uh, let's say like appreciation for, for these data center technicians, IT operations managers, everyone that has to be present at the data center to make sure that everything keeps going it's just an incredible work and yeah that the the way shifts are organized is in a way that there can always be someone in a data center making sure that the lights are still on um there's always you know, going to be tickets uh for servers that need to be repaired so all of that i think uh, it's something i i to this day i admire of every data center technician that i work with I agree. And yeah, hats off to all the technicians listening. You know, I think it's one of those roles that's um, probably underappreciated outside of the industry, but massively appreciated within it, like you say. And, and it does obviously tie in with, with my next question as well, I think, which ties in with my next two questions. But the industry is perceived as very techy. You know, it, it is from the outside looking in, it's a tech sector where we know there's a lot of different roles within this within this sector. So do you have a kind of an idea of what type of internships are available? And obviously, and I know that you're also doing quite a lot of work around trying to make people understand that it, there are non-technical opportunities in the sector. So we can kind of tie them into one, I guess. Yeah, spot on, uh, for sure. I mean, I I did not study a technical role. My my role is in business business operations. And you could say that, you know, you may not necessarily need a business degree to work in a business operations role. Sometimes experience is uh, an equivalence, and it's just as valid. I have uh, have met I have many colleagues uh, that uh, were data center technicians and are now directors. Uh, so it's it's amazing. Um, but let me let me get get uh, back to the idea of not needing to be necessarily technical and that there's many, many roles within the data center industry that are not purely technical. You'll always have the highly technical hardware side on one end, but there's, there needs to be 
a planner. There needs to be a security director, physical security, and also cybersecurity. Uh, you need to have the uh, data center uh, technicians who are learning or who are getting more uh, management skills, program managers. Uh, so there's there, there's there's many 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 aspects and many areas to go into. So I would I would highly encourage anyone that has just the skills to be a program manager to explore the data center industry because there is so much to be done. There's so much to explore, um, and I think yeah, this there's there's just a lot of roles. So for internships, anything um, that you see titled operations uh, management uh, within Microsoft could lead you to a data center. Um, now, if, if you apply to other companies, uh, look out for those operations roles because they could very well be meant for data centers. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, and also the background of your colleagues and I guess people that were on the internship with you, were they from technical backgrounds or non-technical? Is it is it just a mix? I saw a mix for sure of uh, both both backgrounds. I think uh, they were they were looking for people that um, had a had critical thinking um, experience or things in their resume that that showed that they could do that that they navigated through ambiguity that they are clear communicators and they also have good organizational skills so I'd say with those uh, with those skills under your belt in your resume or from previous experiences. I'd say you have a really good shot to apply to be a program manager. So I just highly encourage it. No, and again, that's a great point to highlight because I think if somebody saw an advert for a program manager at any of the data center organizations, whether it's one of the major clouds or somebody else, they would assume that they're looking for someone from a technical background. Whereas what you're saying is, it's actually the attributes that are important and that you can demonstrate that capability. So it's up to people like us and, you know, through discussions like this to actually highlight that point, isn't it? So that people can see it and, and will then apply for those opportunities. 100%. It's, uh, it's, it's an exploration. And yeah, at the beginning, I didn't know more than what my coursework had taught me about uh, data centers, but I quickly fell in love with it. It's uh, during that internship, just the opportunities to work in so many different aspects. My team focuses on learning and developments and to see all the ways in which they are uh, tackling that from the hard skills to the soft skills and also DNI and sustainability. That's truly inspired me and made me see, oh, this is a gigantic world of data centers. Oh, and I haven't even mentioned, you know, what's uh, what happens before the data center is built. So all of my experience happens once it's built and we have data center technicians and uh, we are focused on their training, but there is a large thing that happens before it does. Like I I know there's uh, people that are real, like uh, uh, that are working lease and asset management. Uh, so they start all the way from the moment they are considering buying land for a data center and then we have the construction team and then we have the community management team that makes sure to keep great relationships with the communities where the data centers are built we have sustainability we have dni to make sure that our diverse population 
of data center technicians and people that work within the within the cloud organization are heard, included. You know, it's and uh, there's just so many, so many aspects, and all of that's really kept me kept me engaged. And now that's a that's a place I I call home, and I I see myself in this industry, uh, in the future, and that's why I wanted to you know meet Andy. I wanted to I want to meet uh, other uh, speakers. In fact, I've spoken with a couple of the speakers that you brought in your podcast before because I am looking to learn more about the um, the people that have made careers in the data center. As this is my year number two in the data center industry, fresh out of college. And I want to I want to keep growing here. It's clear and it's clear that you're passionate about it, which is which is great to see. And it one point that kind of resonates with me is we need more people like you. You know, we need more people like you in this in the sector. So from your sort of perspective, how can we get more people like you into the industry? I'd say um internships internships are a great start, but when it comes to full-time roles, to make sure to to have available entry-level full-time roles that do not require experience in the data center world in the past, um, where and also making sure that coursework by undergraduate students is taken as experience because many times uh, while you're taking a class at college, it involves projects, it involves planning, organizing your own V team within your class. So keeping entry level jobs as entry level will help you um, will help you have more people from multiple majors join, especially in a time like now where people are looking for jobs, they're graduating. Um, it's you know, it's it it's a moment in history where um, where we need to make sure we bring in more people. Uh, so I'd say that's that's my advice. And what else? Maybe giving people the opportunity to to learn and grow and really investing in them because that's what I feel happened with me. Um, me particip- me being an intern within my organization was an investment that I did, but they also did on their on their part to train and make sure that I was ready. So I'd considered that part of my onboarding. So by the time I joined as, as an FTE on the same organization, I understood a lot of things by then, and I was also so happy to come back. Yeah, and I, I mean, again, like great points, and I think it when you look at the sector that's grown so quickly, like like we have, and it's easy to forget about the entry level roles um, and I think what we've done as a sector is we've been so busy that we've had to bring people in whether it's with experience or you know in the sector or outside the sector but we've needed to get quick fixes in I suppose whereas in order to grow we really need to build that talent pool at entry level and the only way we can do that is by creating those entry level op- opportunities and it it sounds obvious but I still don't see loads of entry level roles I see a lot of um, project manager roles or you know construction manager or program managers but they're not entry level so it's a great point to highlight that everyone that's listening and the organizations is you really need to start creating some of those opportunities that give people like like yourself the opportunity to start their career thank you for doing that Andy. and and that's uh that's exactly why i love your podcast so much because uh subjects like these are are discussed and uh people that are new to this industry can learn 
about uh, what data centers are, what the industry is like. And uh, I think on my end, uh, I have nothing but great experiences so far. No, exactly. And we just need to highlight it, which is what we're here for. And another point that I wanted to speak to you about, because I know you're, you know, you're really passionate about it, is mentors. And um, it's very clear, you know, you've touched on it a few times in, the, in, our, in this half an hour discussion, that you've, you were given the opportunity to, to learn, to develop. And you wouldn't have had that opportunity if it wasn't for a number of key individuals, I'm sure, that helped you along the way. So I know you, you kind of run a, a mentor program as well, but why is it that mentors are so important to you? And why do you think they are so beneficial in someone's career? Yeah, they definitely, uh, during my internship as an FTE, and I think in also during my undergrad experience, in every single stage, having a mentor or a group of mentors has helped me find the most pertinent information Mentors have guided me to where the opportunities are, all, all the way from networking or telling me about specific conferences um, where I met people that really, really helped me and, 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 gave me, uh, and gave me advice on how to best place myself to apply to the tech industry. During, um, during my internship, I'd say my mentor was instrumental in learning how to communicate in learning how to um how to present my plan in the most organized way because when i when i started my internship there were so many areas where i could have gone i'd say both my mentor and my manager helped me narrow those options and targets the the most uh realistic areas that i could accomplish within those first three months and now as an FTE, I'd say that uh, my biggest mentor has been my manager um, because he's really uh, been there to, to guide me both through uh, work-related things and also incredibly supportive in non-work-related things. So it's, uh, I'd say, a mentorship relationship, which can be some a place or someone where you meet once a week. Or it can also be someone that you meet with once every six months. Both types of mentors can have a long-lasting impact in your life. So the types of questions that I usually ask mentors is, how do I negotiate my first offer? How do I, how do I go about uh, asking for more when it's the first offer I've ever received in my life? So there's many, many topics. Yeah, and I think mentoring works both ways as well. I think one thing this industry needs to do is learn from people like yourself, learn from the younger people that are coming in and kind of understanding better how we can, as I say, attract more people. But also, you know, the, the sector is um, rife for, for new ideas. It really needs that new perception, you know, diversity of thought. And it has been a, the same type of people for quite a number of years. I'm trying to say this in the right way. And um it needs diversity of thought. It needs people to come in. So mentoring can work both ways. And I know a lot of people talk about reverse mentoring now, don't they? About, you know, the leaders going to the to the new generation to learn from them. So I totally agree with you on mentoring. It's massively important. And it does work both ways. I'm sure you give a lot of value to the, the people that are mentoring you as well. I, I totally agree. Um, because given that I've seen so many things and been through so many stages of my of my career, even though it may it may seem like like short because it's just been two years, 
I count all of my undergrad and what happened before that because of that, I also became a mentor. Um, and currently I mentor undergraduate students. I make sure to keep my LinkedIn profile, you know, as uh, op as open as it can be, making sure that I, I, I like to post all the time saying, hey, you know, if you ever want to talk, if you ever need to, my calendar is open and available on my websites at KimberlyMarreros.com. Uh, it's it's available to anyone, and I it's, it's something I love doing because things that uh, just seem obvious to me now because I went through them for a series of years are completely new for a freshman or a sophomore. Um, and and I also bring the other aspect that I am an international student, and with that, that brings a second level of complexity in so many aspects. Uh, let's say when searching for a job. If you're international, you need to make sure that the place that you're working at or where you want or where you want to work at will sponsor your work visa. And that's an important consideration to have. So I've always I've also been able to provide that that knowledge to other international students that are looking to break into tech. Uh, again, which is great and you know, massively rewarding as well. And I always think if someone asks me a question, I'll answer it. And that's that's kind of my mindset as well, you know, because if they're asking you for a, re a reason and I find it very satisfying and rewarding if I can help somebody, and I'm, I'm sure it's the same for you. And that that's why I say big advocate of, of mentoring myself. And another point I wanted to touch on before we kind of get to the final questions is, is about interviewing because a lot of young people, they're quite scared of interviews and they're quite a, it's a difficult thing to do when you haven't actually had one before because that's where a lot of us find ourselves we we leave college or university and we're going straight into the world of interviews and it's a it's a minefield out there so i know you've looked into it a little bit so i just wanted to sort of sound you out really what advice would you give to someone that was in your position when you were that person that was going to your first interview oh okay i i'd say oh so you're about to go into into the interview well I can only tell you to breathe if you're about to go into the interview. But if you have, let's say, a couple of weeks, if, if you have time to prepare, then I would definitely want you to um, have, your, have your stories ready. Have three or four stories that really showed your character, that showed your skills, be it technical, be it soft skills, that show your knowledge, uh, so that whenever you get asked the question, you can pull from any of these four stories that are very organized in your head and bring out the moments that are relevant to the question. Anything from, tell me about a failure, tell me about uh, a moment of a high stress where you had to work with your team. It's it's really important to have that. And uh, Or tell me about a time where you have been a leader. You can, you can prepare uh, for the typical behavioral questions that you will receive. Uh, especially when it comes to an operations role, I think most of the questions that you will receive are operational. Uh, sorry, are um, behavioral. So be be prepared for that. And also, if you have more time than that, do as many interviews as you possibly can. So if you're a freshman or a sophomore, then use those first few years to really apply to uh, internships or roles and, and go through that interview process. It's it's okay to to not receive an offer uh, for multiple interviews. That's, that's okay. It's all preparation from when that right role for you comes along. 
because that was my experience. I, 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 I luckily I did manage to find internships on campus throughout my undergraduate experience. Um, but I faced many, many, many rejections during that time where I went to the first round or final round and wouldn't get selected. But all of those moments really made my interviewing skills excellent and made sure that I had all my stories prepared. I would obviously study before the interview and also after the interview, I would try to study what, what were my answers like, how could I have improved. And then by senior, by, by junior year, I think it was the best moment for me to apply to Microsoft. Not saying that you have to wait until junior year. There's internship opportunities, even for freshmen. So just make sure to check out these companies and um, and apply for their available roles. Great advice. I totally agree with you on the have examples of, you know, your, your attributes, because I think easy questions are like, you know, my strengths are positivity or whatever it might be. And if you can, de- you need to demonstrate it and back it up because people want to know where you've, you've experienced that before. You know, like if you say, you know, resilience is one of your strengths and when have you had to face adversity? It's things like that. So yeah, great advice. I, I could talk to you all day, but we, we would be here for hours and hours. So I'll move on to my final questions, but really enjoyed that conversation. But, but quickly, the market's moving really quickly at the moment. You know, it's ever evolving and I'm sort of asking everyone what they think is going to happen over the next 12 months. And you can relate that to any part of your your role or the sector as a whole. But is there anything you've particularly got got your eye on that's going to change over the next 12 months? Well, I think that, um, that we're going to see a more diverse population of people join the data center. Um, I think that uh, we're in a time where data centers always need uh, people, let's say there's there's always a need. Uh, there's there's new data centers being built. I know in Europe because I follow you. I see how many new data centers there are. Uh, so just just following up on that note, um, I I also see that there are um, that 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 there are a lot of people who are losing their jobs over over the last uh, few months. So I I I, I sympathize with them. Um, so I think that we may see we could very well benefit from new people that are highly skilled, highly trained, and also the new set of people that are graduating from colleges to take the opportunity to work at these data centers that are being built, that are growing, that really needs uh, people that are diverse. So that's that, That's what I envision, that in 12 months, everyone um, that is onboarding in data centers will be a diverse population of skills, uh, people, ethnicities, economic backgrounds, education levels. Yeah, and that would be amazing because the sector needs it and it can add so much value. And there's there's loads of statistics and I won't bore people with it. You can you can Google it yourself on the benefits of having a diverse team, whether it's leadership or or a diverse team. You know, it it adds massive value and it improves your ROI. So if you're if you're a CEO listening, you know, it's financially worth it as well as a, as well as the right thing to do. Final question before we let you go and get on with your day. If you could give one piece of advice to anyone looking to work in the sector, what would it be? It would be to make sure that when you are um, when you're targeting a role, be it uh, in the data center industry or in other roles that's that you see uh, technical, that you of course focus on your on your work. Uh, do it well, do it with with happiness, with passion, and that you also take time to 
uh, work on on things that will impact more than just the financial statements. Uh, join employee resource groups. Join uh, things after work that get you closer to to your purpose. For instance, um, at Microsoft, there's many ERGs, employee resource groups. There's veterans at Microsoft, women at Microsoft. I am part of Indigenous at Microsoft. So I'd say that um, joining uh, groups like that keep me motivated. It lets me know that there is more to work than just work. I enjoy it, haven't you? It's really yes. important. We enjoy what we do. It's clear you do. You enjoy what you do, and I think it's vitally important that you find a career that is is not just work. Exactly, and I think uh, companies appreciate that when they see that someone is is bringing their their full self, is bringing their skills, but it's also bringing who they are. It's bringing their the humanity in them, and uh, yeah, it always helps when you learn a lot about someone and you start picturing yourself, okay, how would it be like to work with this person? I agree. Great point and a great way to end the podcast. I've really enjoyed that conversation. And like I said earlier, the sector needs more people like you. So hopefully us having this conversation will, you know, if it, if it helps one person join us in the, in the industry, then it's been massively beneficial. Exactly. I'm sure you're happy. You did say it earlier, but I'm sure you're happy for anyone to reach out to you directly if they've got any questions or want to know anything at all. Absolutely. Please find me on LinkedIn. Uh, find me on my website as well. That is my first name and last name.com. Uh, and also on my sites, uh, because my times in my calendars could be sometimes my, my months are, are booked. Uh, so I decided to start it, a mentor project where many uh, professionals that I know who are also many of my friends decided to volunteer and their times are and, and now they are available so you can reach out to me but also reach out to them their uh, names are listed on my sites and uh, feel free to to choose them as 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 your mentor choose them as someone that you want to network with and uh, yes I, I as Sandy you've mentioned this is a, a rewarding work uh, for me and I know it's also going to be for the other mentors that signed up yeah, and a great thing to do and we'll share that as well when we when we launch the podcast and hopefully we can fill up their calendars for the next few months amazing thank you andy it's been a pleasure i i admire the work you do i admire you as well so i'm so happy to have been part of this podcast absolute pleasure pleasure is all mine thanks for taking the time to speak to us and we'll catch up again in the future let's do that thank you andy